Welcome back. Hour number three, broadcasting live in the beautiful plains that is South Dakota. Out here in Sturgis, South Dakota at uh, the uh, Full Throttle Campground, Poppy Hoyle Campground. And, uh, man, beautiful sight. If you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, the Bear Butte, uh, which is off into the distance. And uh, you've been watching a lot of the motorcycles and such, and the campers pass by here all morning. Uh, great stuff from our buddy Mike Clemens uh, in Green Bay. And to talk more about a myriad of things, uh, joining us from the Wisconsin State Journal, Tom Oates is on the line. Oates, how you been, buddy? How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great. Uh, I know the weather right. back home is not awesome, but uh, here it's uh, about now about 82 degrees and a light breeze, and it's beautiful. It's picture perfect. So I'm I'm doing oh, great. I'm, I can't complain. I'm in Duluth, Minnesota, and you know it's uh, beautiful here too. Oh, good, nice. We're enjoying we're, it. Absolutely. Good thing we're gone. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, good thing we're gone. We don't have to see Brewers baseball. We'll talk about that last. But I, I want to touch base with you on the Badgers. Um, so I know uh, they're, you know, as we heard there at the top of the hour, Ches Malusi, they're getting a lot out of him. They didn't expect it this early in camp. But what what is the overall take right now regarding the Badgers as they get ready to open up their season? Well, I think the uh, the transfers they have coming in, both the secondary and the wide receiver, have upped the uh, ante in both of those groups and uh, added more talent to the program and, in some cases, pretty experienced talent so uh, those were two areas where i thought they were really light and uh the transfer portal seems to have helped them in that regard so i, I think they'll have a solid team um i, I just think a lot of it's going to come down to the whole and it's been discussed and discussed and discussed is is uh can can graham mertz get better can uh, can some wide receivers step up and Will they throw the ball more and and more efficiently? And part of the and a lot of that has to do with the new coordinator Bobby Ingram, and how much how much uh, rope Paul Chris gives him to really run the offense and and make some changes because their passing game the last few years has been has been really poor and it's really held them back. I, let me let me start there we, because we all know Graham Mertz came out highly acclaimed coming out of high school gets into the Badger system. His his opening debut was spectacular, and it's been somewhat of a regression ever since. Have you seen anything to lead you to believe that he is ready to take that next step? Well, I go back to last year. I thought he would take the next step last year, and he didn't. Um, you know, he's got things he has to work on. He's uh, uh, getting to his second read, uh, moving, moving around the pocket, avoiding the rush and yet coming up throwing and keeping his eyes downfield. There, there's a number of just mechanical things that he's really got to work at. And, uh, you know, we'll see if, if the steps he's taken in the off season and, and, and the film work he's done, we'll see if that registers. Uh, I think after last year, you know, I don't know, you know, who knows what goes on in a, in a kid's brain. But, you know, he was highly recruited. Maybe he thought, you know, he'd just come in and, you know, play like he always did and and uh, and he find success. Well, you know, it's it's different. The higher the level you go, it's it's way different. And uh, he he needs, you know, maybe he got humbled. Maybe he, and, and and now he's really working on his craft. I, I don't know that there was ever a, a notion that he didn't work hard. I don't think anyone ever said that. But maybe work more intelligently, and uh, you know that's just experience. So hopefully that's the case. 
Um, and he does take a step up because they really need it. I mean, I, I just, uh, if, if, you know, th- their one-dimensional offense works fine against uh, the Purdue's of the world, but it really, to beat good teams, they need to be two-dimensional on offense. I know Paul Chris said, uh, I, I want to see Graham play with more consistency and confidence. And that was his statement regarding what he sees from and expects from Graham Mertz. Now, I know Paul tends to be very generic at times, but the first thing that comes to mind is consistency and confidence. Do you think Graham Mertz is not confident what he's doing right now after being, like you said, humbled last year? I've never noticed that confidence is a, is a huge problem. Maybe maybe confidence in what he's being taught, I would say. Uh, you know, listen to the coaches. Uh, run the offense the way it's supposed to be run. Uh, uh, go through your fundamentals and your progressions the way they're supposed to. Uh, you know, maybe confidence confidence in that and in and, uh, and going out there and executing everything that he's been taught. I know Bob, but, but, excuse me, Bostad took over the offensive line room and they started shuffling guys up. They've always been the staple of Badger's offense, uh, you know, the, the ability to move the defense downfield. How is the offensive line, which a lot of this really is hinging on the play of the offensive line, which was not great last year, how has the offensive line looked in your eyes? Uh, no, the, the offensive line has struggled the last time. I, I take it back. I wouldn't say it's struggled. The offensive line's been good the last couple of years. Wisconsin needs its offensive line to be great. And its best teams have always had really, really strong offensive lines. So, uh, you know, I don't know if things got stale with Joe Rudolph. I think Joe Rudolph's a, a really good coach. He's a really good line coach. I don't know if that one year's offensive coordinator pulled him away from the offensive line duties a little bit. I, You know, um, but I, I do think a change needed to be made, and I think Bob Bostad has proved himself to be an outstanding offensive line coach, and things will be done differently. Uh, you already see it. Not as much moving around of, of pieces, more like uh, a one and a two at every spot. And, you know, I've never been a big fan of juggling on the offensive line. I think, you know, when you when – player a goes out at left tackle and you start juggling the line now you've weakened yourself at a couple of positions and i've never been a fan of that so uh you know i mean both stats had great success and i don't see how you know it might take them a little while to 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 change over because i'm sure there's a lot of different techniques and things like that that he's using but uh there's some talent there i mean there's some some players that were highly recruited and I know there's some talent there, and it's a matter of how quickly they can get up to speed. Has Ingram brought a a different dynamic offensively to the Badgers since taking over as the offensive coordinator? I hope so. I think you're going to see more running backs uh, involved in the passing game. Uh, it, it's high. it's going to be interesting because, you know, Chris and Bostad are both old school, Wisconsin run the ball, uh, power formation guys and you know i think i think the, one of the biggest problems with wisconsin's offense is they don't stretch the whole field they don't they don't make defense defenses defend the entire field vertically or horizontally and and uh one of the ways the modern nfl offenses are do that is with with heavy use of running backs in the passing game you see it in green bay every every week 
And uh, I would hope that Bobby Engram would bring some of those those principles uh, into play in Madison and, and really start using uh, all five receivers that are all five guys on the field that can receive the ball, start using them and, and start stretching the field either both downfield and, and horizontally. I just think it's it's been really missing and, uh, you know, just turn the TV on and watch a, watch a college game or especially a pro game and you see where offenses are headed and uh, the running backs are a huge, huge part of the passing game. And that hasn't been the case uh, in, uh, in Madison. Talking with Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal. I'm going to t- take us northward now to Green Bay. And, you know, I, all the talk is about the fact that Aaron Rodgers has no weapons to throw to, that this offense is going to be hindered. Uh, I don't know necessarily that I believe that. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I, I, I think maybe where they're going to be stifled is maybe in the two-minute drill. But then again, Aaron Rodgers isn't focusing solely on Devontae Adams anymore, so maybe things become different. Otzi, how you know uh, concerned are you that this offense is or is not going to be able to move the football come uh, come the regular season? Well, I'm not that concerned. Uh, I, I do think this. Let's get this straight. Uh, Devontae Adams is a great player. And great players help you win games in the NFL. And and uh, more so, I mean, you know, you could look at the good teams and they all have four, five, six great players on their roster. And the bad teams will have one or none. And he was a great player. He is a great player. And he, But I, I'm not so sure. I go back to when Sterling Sharp left and Brett Favre was forced to spread the ball around and he couldn't fixate on Sterling. I, th- I think you might see some of that with Aaron Rodgers this year, where uh, Rodgers um, maybe runs the offense in, in a truer form than he has in the past couple of years, simply because he had such a great connection with with Devontae. And if that happens, you know, then it it truly is wide receiver by committee. If if he's uh, you know going here, going there, I, I just wonder. Uh, as you you stated in the red zone, uh, you know Adams was special, and he could get open and always get himself open. Uh, somebody somebody on this roster or or two is going to have to demonstrate the ability to get open, uh, even when the plays the plays uh, diagnosed and covered by the defense. I still think that the tight end is going to play a portion of this. They're really banking on Tanyan coming back and being that guy, but. Uh, I agree with you. I think in, in the red zone and in two minutes, I don't I don't know how – because I know Sammy Watkins has been okay. They're talking about him making catches. Dubs has been good and outstanding so far in camp. But I, in those two particular scenarios, unless you're ahead by quite a bit and you don't have to really rely heavily in red zone and heavily on two-minute drill, I, I just don't know how this team then moves the football in those crucial situations without that bona fide veteran that has that ability to either one spread the defense or two be the focus of a defense, therefore allowing somebody else to get open. Yeah, I think Tanyan's a big key. Uh, you know, if he could come back um, at some point in the season, I don't. You know, it's hard to believe he'd be ready for the opener. <clears throat> but if he could come back at some point in the season, and become that guy i mean he caught a lot of touchdown balls two years ago and uh he has a, he has a way of getting himself open as well and uh i think i think that's a real critical component here uh, uh the other thing i mean i think they have to bank on the fact that 
the defense can't fixate on one guy. I mean, we've all, we, you know, I think there's benefits to the offense both ways. When when the defense fixates on Adams, others should be open. When the defense doesn't have anyone, uh, the whole field is open to you. So it's you know, I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, and 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 you know, you play to your strengths, and their and their strength this this year is I think they're going to have three or four guys out there who are all roughly equal ability that, that they can throw the ball to. At least that's the way they have to I know they've been really it. high. That's the way they have to execute it. I know they've been really high defensively speaking. I'm still, I've got a concern about the outside linebacking position. I know Matt LaFleur just says it's an open competition. In other words, they don't have any. I keep thinking that the outside linebacker that's going to back things up is probably not even on this roster at this point. But also, do you think they find another wide receiver uh, out in the mix after cutdown day that ends up finding his way onto this roster as well? I'd be surprised. They have a lot of bodies at wide receiver. They just need people to come along. You know, unless uh, unless Watkins is a complete flop or something like that, and I don't see that happening. Um you know, they still have Randall Cobb and, and Lazard. And, and you know, you're, you're going to want to give a couple of these rookies a chance. I mean, the, the three guys they brought in, uh, the only guy who hasn't shown anything is the, the highest drafted of the three. So uh, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I do think they're a little thin at corner, and they're a little thin at uh, at uh, outside linebacker. I think both those positions, you could see them kind of trying to scoop somebody up late late in the process. Real quick, before I let you go, I, I do have to just ask you, the Josh Hader deal goes down. They said it wasn't about that they actually added payroll and such, and I, I'm just kind of like throwing my hands in the air saying, no, you got rid of a quality guy because you didn't want to pay him. Everything else has been pretty much a train wreck ever since. Give me your thoughts on the Brewers in this uh, this unofficial second half of the season. You know, I, here's, here's this is a clash of family atmosphere versus versus the business side of the game, and you know, the Brewers, one of the things, small market teams, and the Brewers, I think, have been really good at it. I think the Packers are good at it, is they promote this family atmosphere. We're a team. We're, uh, you know, we're we're uh, all for one, one for all. You know, you might want to take a little less money, but, you know, everybody loves playing here because it's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a, a player-friendly organization. And they promote that and promote that, and then all of a sudden they have to, they make a business decision. And they, I mean, there's legitimate reasons to make this business decision, and they made a, a business decision, and and it went against everything they preach. And uh, that's that happens. And I I just think uh, um, the suddenness of it, the timing of it, you know, you look at the Packers trading Devontae Adams. They did that in the off season. They didn't have a locker room mumbling about not trying to win a Super Bowl because the players had had time to get used to not not uh, not having Devontae Adams around. That was the total opposite of the way the Brewers did it here. I I, I just I, I just think the timing of it was messed up. They miscalculated the effect it would have in their in their clubhouse. And if if uh, if you, if if somebody doesn't think that that's had an effect on the way they played the last week, then they just haven't been watching because. Um, there's players in that clubhouse that are down, and and they were taken totally by surprise. And I know that they have to be mumbling themselves themselves about win about winning a World Series. And uh, 
again, it, it, you can't, it's hard to promote this family atmosphere and then turn around and make a, a, a business decision that goes against that grain. Yep. No, that, that's a great way to put it. And on that note, I'll let you go. Tom, appreciate it as always, buddy. We'll reach out again as the seasons get underway, okay? All right. See you, Bill. Appreciate it. There you go. Tom Oates, the Wisconsin State Journal. That is a an incredibly succinct way of putting it. That's fantastic. He's right. If Not only do we as fans say, what are you doing? And, and even if you want to buy into the hype, if you're a player in that clubhouse, and, and that's not even an aspect that a lot of us even talked about, but you're, you're, you're being told all spring training, we've got the pitching, we've got the offense, we've got the players in here that we think can get to a World Series. We want to get there. And then to find out that, yeah, it's a business, it's a salary dump, and you get rid of one of your better players, that locks down the back end of your bullpen. Everything's just humming right along. And the timing of this comes out. He's 100% correct. 100% correct. And I know Mark Antanasio tried to explain it away, but I don't think he can. But good stuff from our buddy uh, Tom Oates uh, joining us on the hotline. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. We've got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And, uh, look, if you got ED, you know it. Erectile dysfunction, you know it. Or you're the partner of somebody who has it, and you know it. Call them. They've got a 98% success rate at treating guys with ED. 414-455-4451. How about you're somebody who's kind of moody, kind of sluggish, kind of tired. You're up and down, and you're just you're just dragging. You know what I mean? You're just kind of dragging. Could be uh, could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, it takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes to stop in, get your numbers checked, you're good to go. Again, call them. For one phone number for all their locations, 414-455-4451. Then, if maybe you're out and about and you're in the uh, hot summer sun and you're sweating and you're like, man, I just I got funny sweat patterns and man boobs and everything else and I need to shed some and start looking better and feeling better, they can help you out. But you can't do anything if you don't call. 414 414- Four five five four four five one. Again, four one four four five five four four five one. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Again, four one four four five five four four five one. Give them a shout. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Oh, my goodness. Coming out here. Once you get past Worthington, Minnesota, and you don't have a Quick Trip to go to anymore, you really kind of go, oh, God, do I miss. You know what I missed Quick Trip the most? This morning. I got up this morning, and so we're an hour behind uh, Wisconsin time. An hour behind. We're, we're mountain time here. So we're an hour behind uh, Wisconsin time. And... Uh, Got up this morning, and I'm like, ah, you know, 6 a.m. here, 7 a.m. back home. So I thought, boy, it would be nice because, you know, you don't get up and make bacon and eggs every day. And I just started thinking about buying one of the breakfast sandwiches from Quick Trip. And I just sat, found myself, like, sitting there salivating. Oh, would have been so nice. Grab a tea, a breakfast sandwich, 
maybe a five-hour energy over there, quick trip, kind of do my normal start to my day. You miss quick trip, man. I'm telling you, when you don't have it, cherish what we have back in uh, back in our neck of the woods. Cherish it. Our friends at Quick Trip, and when you do, use that quick rewards card and earn yourself more and more points and, and specialties, we'll say, for you and yours. Uh, because oh, Quick Trip, such a such a a big chunk of pride and joy for the Upper Midwest and uh, more so our friends uh, back in Wisconsin. So thanks to our friends at Quick Trip, and also the official fuel provider for the big unit cruiser that got us out here. We filled up in Worthington, Minnesota, and it gassed us all the way up. We got here. And we may have to add just a little bit uh, of gas to get back to, to Worthington, and then we'll fill up again once we get to Worthington. So there you have it. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. So um, what Tom Oates said I thought was fantastic. Uh, I, 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 really, I really thought what he had to say was, was succinct and dead on. Um, for for those that didn't get a chance to hear it, some, some Mark Antanasio spoke, and I don't want to do the whole thing, uh, but you know I I do want to let you hear a couple of things from Mark as far as you know what he had to say. Um, and he talked about you know things like adding salary and, and you know uh, you know David Stern's doing his due diligence and and you know the whole Juan Soto thing and everything. This is what Mark Atanasio had to say about adding salary and talking about discussing Juan Soto. There was no uh, any any player or you know I guess you could have put a group of players together, but and David can comment on that. But there was no uh, there were no budget problems even with Juan Soto. Really? Do you guys seriously have talks about a package? You have to ask David about, about those trades. I think you can see the prospects they, they took back in that. So I think where we had uh, failed, we didn't have matches, as David would call it, on trades. My understanding, it was over, over the prospects. And you may say, well, that's not consistent with... You have to ask him. He made all... You know, they, they, had, they had the... It's like running a, a war room like they do for a drink. Uh, but I'll tell you this. So Mark Antanasio came out and said, yeah, money money was not an object. You have to ask David about that. He kind of throws David under the bus. Ben, didn't you get that sense in listening to that whole thing? Yeah, I think it raises more questions than answers about what you said earlier exactly. Why was Hader traded if none of it had to do with money? This is – do we dare draw any kind of a conclusion and do we overreach our bounds here by saying, is there a harmony between Mark Antanasio and David Stearns? Because he kind of just throws David – he kind of throws David Stearns under the bus. This was Mark Antanasio talking about cost-cutting. Take a listen. Cost-cutting had absolutely nothing to do with this. Uh, there was no money came out of the trade, and we had there was no every player that was available. We had the resources to pick up not only for the balance of this season, but for the seasons of their contract. You know whether a team like ours has the financial resources to you know, give Josh a long-term contract, which may be the biggest free agent contract we'll ever get. Or you know we all know 
Ben Soto's numbers, we're not talking about that. But, you know, to get a premier player, uh, this team has the financial resources to do that. And so financial dollars didn't come into the mix at all. And in, in that or in any trade that we, you know, that we weren't able to get done. So in other words, he's now what Mark Antanasio is saying, you know, was we can't necessarily do Juan Soto type numbers. But as far as bringing somebody into the organization with some of the deals that we can make, we, we can make it's not about cost cutting. Again, I'm I'm it is so counter discussion from what you believe what we understand, what David Stearns has stated, and what Mark Antanasio is stating. He's basically saying, no, it's not about it's not about cost cutting. It's not about, you know, not being able to sign a guy long term. That's not it. Well again I go back then why would you trade him away? It, th- this that then this deal on its face makes zero sense. None. Mark Antanasio talked about him actually getting involved in all of this. I actually sat down. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's interesting. My first many years here, which I think has continued to this day, I've been, I was criticized that, you know, I stuck my nose in too much. And so now maybe I'd be criticized for not sticking my nose in enough because, you know, how I feel as a fan and how the fans feel to like Josh Go versus guys who need to do their job. They've done a terrific job here. You know, they made a move they wanted to make and they hope to make other moves. So, you know, I know those guys, David and will talk to you guys about it. So, you know, I, I don't think in, uh, in David's tenure anyway, I don't think I've... I vetoed anything in either direction that he's wanted to do. So, you know, as an owner, you know, accountability, responsibility, but, you know, now it's uh, hands off and, and David runs the baseball op show. David runs the baseball op show. There you go. That's it. I. We'll have more from Mark Atanasio coming up, but I don't get it because Mark Atanasio, at at some point, he had to know this deal. He's making it sound like he didn't even know. Like I had nothing to do with this. I money. I, we got plenty of money. We're good. It, it's man. It's a lot. It's either a lot of backpedaling from the owner because of the backlash, or. He is genuinely upset with David Stearns. One of the two. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. We are expecting at some point here uh, soon the uh, the owner of this uh, establishment and also the lead singer who is about to celebrate his 30th anniversary on stage with the band Jackal, Jesse James Dupree. He is supposed to be here shortly. So if he comes walking in, we are going to a pause and bring him on. But nevertheless, we're stepping away for just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota.
It's coming up, brought to you by our friends at Dwayne's Cover It All, Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. Follow them on Facebook. Get a good look at what Dwayne does. Call them, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119, or just go to dwayne'scoveritall.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. We are broadcasting live. We're out here in Sturgis, South Dakota. Bike week out here. And really, it got underway last Thursday, but uh, man, what an incredible time. And uh, just, I, I can't even tell you how many hundreds of thousands. This is a sleepy little town most of the time. We went through a town yesterday on the way out to Devil's Tower that has the, uh, that has the, the sign up that says, uh, welcome, uh, total population 15 people. And there was more, more than, you know, quadruple, maybe even more than that, the, uh, the amount of people via the town that was in one of the bars that was right there off the beaten path. So, yeah, it was, uh, it's hundreds of thousands of people that come to this thing each and every year. So it's, a, it's an incredible event. Uh, that being said, uh, a lot of our good sponsors bring us out here. Don't forget about John Atley and the gang at the Water Doctors. Man, they are such good people. The Connecticut Water Softening System, I've been saying for years, is absolutely positively the best. If you're considering whether it's an upgrade, if you're considering renovation, a remodel in your home, uh, or you're just on the market, you're thinking about something that's cost-efficient, and it comes with a, a long-time warranty and is going to give you very few problems. That's a Connecticut water softening system installed by our friends at the Water Doctors. Go to h2theletterodoctors.com. That's h2theletterodoctors.com. That's the Water Doctors. Uh, and just John Atley and the gang are great people, too. They give back to veterans, which is another thing that I just absolutely love about them. I want to go back to what Mark Atanasio had to say. And... Um, in regards to the Brewers and trading away Josh Hader, I, I still, as this continues to unfold, on its face of, at first, everybody went, okay, I'll wait and see, and David Stearns we trust. Is, is that a fair statement, Ben? When, when the, the deal first went down, we said, okay, we may not like it, we may not understand total, but at least, you know, you had the in Stearns we trust, right? It was there, but I was pretty categorically against it when it came down. Right. Now that you've had a, another week to digest it, now what? Oh, it's only, it's only gotten worse. It first got worse because they didn't do anything the day after to really bolster the team, especially offensively. But then seeing, like normally when we react to things, it doesn't always come to fruition exactly on the field. It is, and right. all of the fans had this same thought. It has literally come to fruition in every game they've played. The team has pretty much fallen off a cliff for that one week right after the deal happened. So as the days go by, it gets worse. So now you hear from Mark Antanasio, and uh, he basically kind of throws shade at David Stearns by saying, look, it was David's decision. And if it, if you thought it came down to money, if you thought it came down to budget, it didn't. You know, we're not a major market team. We can't do a Juan Soto type of deal. But, you know, when it came to any player, everybody's on the table, and I feel that way, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
So this is Mark Antanasio talking about raising expectations now regarding the Brewers and their fans. First of all, the fans, I love that the fans are so passionate. You know, uh, I love the fact that when uh, I got here, you know, we're celebrating a team tonight. And when I got here in 05, you know, uh, from 1982 to 2005, what is that? 23 years we've not been to the playoffs. But all we wanted to do was get to the playoffs. And I love that the bar has been raised so much higher. But, uh, you know, it stings. It still stings that we didn't uh, get past game seven against the Dodgers. Things that happened the last couple of years in the playoffs sting. We still talk about them all the time. Okay, so in other words... Like he stated, you know, it had been years and years and years since his team had been to the postseason. They get to the postseason. Now the expectations are heightened. Uh, right. So, again, this goes to, then if this wasn't a budget deal, then why did you make the, the Josh Hader trade? And now he talks about winning a World Series, last but not least. Take a listen. Yeah, I think that you have to ask David about. Maybe you did, and if you didn't, you should. Because yeah, I know he also had a series of other trades that he wanted to do that you know didn't happen. And uh, you just have to ask him about that. Because, yeah, we're we're here. By the way, every presentation I've just said, every present because they know my focus. Every presentation that I get at the start of a let's say winter season is the goal of winning World Series. That's okay. Every presentation he does at the beginning of a season and speaking is about winning a World Series. That's great. I mean, what are you going to come out and say? You know, hey, we're glad to be in the postseason. So, of course, you're going to say that. That that that's almost cliche. But I, God, I'm 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 really torn here. Part of me, I, I look at it in the realistic tone of what David Stearns had to say. And basically that is, we wanted to get a certain amount of guy. We wanted, and sorry about that, I had to cough real quick, a lot of dust. Uh, we wanted to get a certain amount of guys back in return for Josh Hader. And we believe that we got this guy and that guy, and we got these young prospects. And and I, I kept saying, if you're going to trade away Hader, you better get more than prospects. And it seems like that's all they got. You got prospects for a bona fide all-star. And for Mark Antanasio to kind of throw his hands in the air and say, well, you'd have to ask David. To ask, there's no way you don't you take an all-star, a franchise-type player. There's no way that you trade him away without fully, as an owner, understanding what's going on and why you're doing it. There's no way. Um, I, if I had to sit down today and say this is what happened, I believe that David Stearns went to Mark and said, what's our budget for the next few years? you you got to figure out who to pay. He's like, well, I'd rather pay the starters than a closer. They made their decision. Mark said, okay, but I've only got so much money, even though he's acting like he's got – more money than God to spend on on player personnel, or at least kind of insinuating that. And I think they said, okay, let's see what we can get for Hader. 
and they got two really what they consider to be high-end prospects, a couple of guys they thought would contribute, threw them into the mix, said, here we go. And Mark signed off on it. And now from the backlash of not only did you make the deal, but the deal's gone bad because the, the two guys that you thought were bona fide major leaguers, gone. And all you walked away with was two prospects for a bona fide all-star. And you weakened your team and you sent the message to the guys inside that clubhouse that it's about the money and it's not about winning. You know, and now you got to backpedal. No, that's 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 horse crap. I'm sorry. It just is. This is and I give the Brewers a lot of credit because they've done the majority of things right. In this very large sense, in this very large sense, with the with, with the star power and the magnitude of trading away a Josh Hader, they screwed it up. They screwed it up. It's kind of like when people look at Brian Gutekinds. They say, Gutekinds, you know, what what is his legacy? His legacy is Jordan Love, and that's been a magnanimous mess up, right? But he's done so much good. David Stern's the same way. David Stern's, Mark Antanasio, both the same way. They've done a lot great, a lot of great things. I don't take anything away from them. But in this particular case, you can dance all you want. But this was a screw-up. This was a screw-up. So, uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota, coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have three practices and a walkthrough this week to get ready for the road trip to California when they face the 49ers. On family night, the Packers' young offensive line struggled against the veteran Green Bay defense. A lot of poor pass protection for Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. I asked head coach Matt LaFleur what he saw on the tape. There were some mental mistakes. There were some technique errors. Just some lack of communication amongst the front. You know, they are going against a pretty salty group. So it's for the betterment of our offensive line, but certainly we're nowhere near where we want to be or need to be. Now, big Elton Jenkins is recovering from that torn ACL he suffered last November. I asked him if he knows yet when he'll be cleared to return to the offensive line. Um, no, I don't. It's when I feel good, the coaches feel good, the trainers and everybody feel good about me going back out there, we're going to be ready to play. Obviously, I want to be out there helping my teammates, but, um, you know, with young guys, that come inconsistent and things like that. So I feel like further along down the count, they'll get those things, the small things to help them out, help the team out. And over the weekend, former Packers safety Leroy Butler was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. When you play for the Green Bay Packers, a lot of doors open up. When you win a Super Bowl, all doors open up. But when you make the Hall of Fame, football heaven opens up. That's Leroy Butler. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live out here in Sturgis, beautiful Sturgis, South Dakota. 
Doesn't get much better than this. It is uh, it is a stunning sight. The vistas, the butte, and the background. As a matter of fact, the bikes roaring past. Love it. Just just love the entire atmosphere. Little dusty. I'll tell I'll tell you that. Getting a, getting the dust in the throat every now and then. We had a couple of uh, rainstorms that rolled through here uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning, and it kind of dampened the. Uh, the, the dust a little bit, if you will, but uh, since then, the sun has come out, it's hot, and uh, it is now the dust bowl that it was when we first arrived, so as uh, bikes and cars and golf carts and 4x4s and 2x2s and UTVs and ATVs all roll through, it kind of kicks it up a little bit, but uh, still enjoying just kind of hanging out here. Tomorrow, we're probably going to be down poolside, uh, and uh, tomorrow, we'll be joined by uh, Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal as they make their 30th anniversary appearance on the stage here at Full Throttle coming up on Thursday night. And we hope to, at some point this week, be joined by Bill Davidson as well. Uh, Bill being inducted into the Motorcycle Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame and Museum are both out here at Sturgis, South Dakota. And Pappy Hoyle uh, was the originator. He uh, put together the first motorcycle rally here in the Black Hills, and uh, it has been a tradition uh, ever since. So uh, just a really uh, unique story about this particular area. So uh, I, I, we're going to hear from Jordan Love coming up in the next hour, Alan Lazard coming up in the next hour. i got a lot of Packer stuff, but I wanted to wrap up this hour. Uh, i got a couple of different people that have emailed me. Uh, Jason says, you know, uh, if it's not about the money, Mark, then why would you trade your closer right now? I think Mark is full of it. He's found out that the backlash has been too great and his personality is taking a hit. Therefore, he's trying to throw it all on David Stearns. This is not going to be good. Do you think Stearns leaves for New York? Nothing's written in stone in regards to David Stearns leaving for New York. Now, I'm not saying it couldn't happen because that's, that's you know also the opposite end of the spectrum. But as far as David Stearns leaving, I, again, they've made a lot of good moves together. This one didn't pan out, and this one was larger because of the name involved. You know, some of the deals, if you make a Jackie Bradley Jr. deal, ah, you know what, it's a one-year deal, it's not terrible, you're hoping to add some depth. Okay, no big deal. But then you trade him away the next year, you pick up Hunter Renfro, who has paid dividends. It looks like a great deal, you know? And at the time, you spent money when you weren't expected to spend money. Walt Colton Wong, that deal to bring him in, that worked out. You know, certain guys that they have brought up that it's just worked out. And you're like, well, this guy's, you know, in, in David Stearns, we trust. This deal, oh, by the way, trading away the biggest name short of, you know, Corbin Burns or Christian Yelich or even Brandon Woodruff for that matter. This is Josh Hader. He's one of the cornerstones of your franchise. You traded him away. Now, we understand, wink, wink, nod, nod, why? But it's not working out, and fans are pissed. Fans were told, this is the year you're going for a World Series. Players were told, this is the year you're going for a World Series. You're not the Reds. You're not the Cubs. You're not the Pirates. You don't tear it down and start over. You're, you were in first place for damn near the entire season. And you traded away a, a, a cornerstone of your organization. Why? If it's not about the money, then why? Why? Because I don't care what Mark Antanasio says. It was about the money. Period. It was about the money. So tell the fans, because fans aren't stupid. 
now you look like you're backpedaling and throwing it all on David Stearns. And then you're going to piss Stearns off. Stearns is going to want to get out of here. That's why he said, do we dare talk about any kind of a controversy? Which I don't want to take it that far. But perception becomes reality in a lot of people's minds. He said, well, I, what, we had plenty of money. Oh, you have to ask David. You have to ask David. You have to ask David. That sounds like a politician. It's just disappointing. Because this is the one that's gonna, you, that you're going to be remembered for. All the other ones, that they, they've done a ton of great work. But this is the this was the big one. And it, it's, it's failed miserably thus far. Hopefully the Brewers get back at it and start winning again tomorrow. Maybe we just forget about this. Got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.